Hey everyone, this is Patrick Agitori with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we speak with highly successful athletes about struggles or adversities that they face in their life and how they have used these adversities and struggles to grow not only as athletes, but people as well. And today I am super excited to be bringing on NCAA All-American and former number 46 in the world junior who was able to play two Grand Slams, if I'm correct, uh, Vicky Flores. So thank you so much for coming on today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've obviously been super lucky to have you as such a close friend as of late and, you know, just really blessed to have you in my life. And I think, you know, your story has been super inspiring to me and just the energy you bring every single day. So I'm super yeah. excited for you to be able to share your story. And I think it's so powerful. So, you know, the floor is all yours. I'm excited too. I just hope that anybody who's listening, just as you, um, your main goal with this is just to help one person. Um, so I hope anyone out there, I just, um, that you can relate to me and then hopefully we can talk about this later on. Feel free to reach out to me and connect with me. I love talking to anyone. I can say that. <laughs> just trying to match Patrick's energy though. Cause you, you give great energy. Um, so yeah, um, it was so funny when you asked me my like top three accomplishments, I was like, oh my gosh, like more tennis, school, whatever. And yes, the first thing that came to mind was tennis, but um, automatically after that, it was really just, I put my faith in Jesus this year. Um, I really, I love talking about this like specific day and a specific moment because when people talk about God, usually they kind of sound crazy people who don't actually know him right like I used to not know Jesus I literally had no idea who he was I had a had a thought of him and we talk about these moments and they seem so surreal but that's when God is actually there um so when I look back in this year I think the number one thing is I said I don't want control anymore <laughs> I can't do anything on my own. I clearly have not done it in the past. It clearly does not work. It's never going to, so I need to do something. Um, and for me, it was actually during during Suicide Awareness Week and Suicide Prevention, suicide prevention Awareness Week. Um, I was going through a very tough time. I was very depressed and I had suicidal thoughts for the very first time in my life. Um, for about two, two, three weeks, I was sitting in the same spot. Um, and it's so interesting to think about because I never had any before. Just I've never, I've always been the person who loved life. You know, life is amazing. Um, I'm such a nerd and just, I love, I just, I literally love waking up every day because I can't believe like I'm here. Like we have this awesome opportunity um, that God, you know, blessed us with. So for me to go through that time, definitely the darkest, um, of my life ever. I never just can't see light. I, I never really understood what people meant when they say they just, they, they don't see light. You know, it's completely dark. Um, it's, they have no hope when you just get in the hole. And one day, September 13, I remember, I was looking out the window. It was like 12 o'clock, having got a bed, having a shower, having done crap and I was like hey this is it I was like there's just no way for me to just like get through this I I didn't want to hurt myself um and I, I just looked at the one I was like I'm just going to like just gonna step out step out on the street because I take walks every day and I'll look at the cars and I'm like oh like if I could just you know take away the suffering um you know stop feeling like this I know every person who's felt depressed or had so much anxiety, they don't know what to do with themselves because they're in such a battle with themselves. They're like, what can I do to just not feel this way? Um, and I was like, at that point, I just said, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I think I'm like, this is it. I just, I, I've tried, I feel like I've tried everything, really had had it. Um, and I went for a walk. Um, I got scared, <laughs> went back to my room and I just cried and I kind of was just, I just cried. Every time I would cry, I just, I feel like God is there. Like if I'm in my car, especially whenever I'm alone and I cry, I feel like God is literally like 
in my presence. Like, like his, like his, like mighty hands are literally on me and holding me and saying, I'm okay. I went back to my room, I was crying, put my head under um, the, the sheets. And I remember saying, I can't do this. I just kept repeating, I can't do this. And I, I kept praying for so many days, asking God just for help. And I, I felt a wave of comfort, like, like a literal physical wave of just like this weight being lifted off of me. And it was the most unreal, surreal feeling I've ever had in my life. Um, and I heard, I heard God say, it's okay. Like just say, it's okay. It's like you put a voice in my head. I was reading a devotional the other day. It was talking about how God whispers to us. Um, I actually wrote it today because I loved it so much. Um, when he whispers, he wants to be intimate with us. And the definition, where's the definition of whisper? It's just like, um, you, it's like taking, speaking like with a breath, not like using your vocal cords, I think. And almost like understood. Yeah. So um, it's like he whispered to me. And I felt how intimate and close he was to me. And I, 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 I felt his hands on me. I just, I felt so good. I felt so okay. And I heard him say, it's okay. It's just, he it put the voice in my, set, in my head, that it's okay. I'm here. And he said, get up. I got up, just started cleaning my room. Um, and something inside me just made me start doing things. Like, I think also another thing I've learned is, um, our feelings are valid. We're humans. We're allowed to feel we're supposed to. They're not always true. Right. So I always write my feelings out, but I would, I just kept listening to the voices. That's what, you know, what happens to us. We get in a hole and we listen to the false, the lies. Um, and I just started writing truths. So I actually have on my sticky notes here. So the first thing I think I wrote was the, you are who God says you are, Vicki. I am who you say you are. I am who you say I am, Tony God. I'm loved, I'm worthy, full, deserving, strong, beautiful, and known. So I write notes like that. I have like 10 right here. <laughs> I have five on my bathroom mirror and I would just speak the truth to myself because I, I knew that I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't just fake it. Um, I had to face it. You can't just fake it till you make it. Like, yes, you can do those things, but I had to face the problem. That's something that Louis... Louis Giglio actually talked about today. He was, um, he had a podcast with Sadie Robertson. I don't know if you saw that. They, they mentioned, uh, I need to check it out they, um, they gave me a little shout out, but um, that was his, I think one of the number one things I learned is just you, you face the problem, but you speak the truth. That's probably one of the biggest things I learned going through the darkest times is that um, I have to take his word and that's the truth. And eventually I'm going to believe it. So he literally, God, honestly came and worked in my life and in that moment was the most defining moment of my life I, I asked him for help and he did and he he was the one that got me out of that hole like yes I'm strong I've been doing stuff but really at the end of the day it's it's always been him and that's the number one thing I learned is he's always faithful he was always there and he was the only way I would get out of that hole I think that's amazing seriously I think that's one of the most beautiful stories I've ever heard. So. Thank you. Love starting with that. <laughs> Get the conversation going. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the one thing you talked about that's so apparent there is, like you said, your feelings are valid, is that mm -hmm. I think a lot of anxiety can come for when people begin to think, why am I feeling this way? Right. It's not okay to feel like this way. And a really, I think, I guess, promising point for me when I was going through my depression and anxiety was it's okay to not be okay. And did kind of relinquishing that control and realizing that you can't always, yeah, have this grip on what's going on in your life to help you move forward and really learn from it. Yeah, I think what what is the saying? It's like life is um like ten ninety percent like how you react or something, ten percent of what actually happens to you, something I don't know. I just messed that up, but that's really so true. Like all the things that happen in our life, it's that's just life. Like life is up and down. It's getting bad. That's we're in an imperfect world. And accepting that was a big thing. Acceptance is probably one of my biggest things I learned this year as well, that bad just comes with the good, good things happen, bad things happen. 
and that's okay. Like you said, it's okay not to be okay. Um, something that also really helped me, um, for anyone listening, I always just go back to certain sermons or it doesn't have to be religious or spiritual, just, you know, reading things that say, I'm not okay, but I will be, you know, and just rereading that, um, repetition. That's how we learn things, right? We become everything we use a habit. We just have to keep doing it, even if we don't want to. And, um, the things I really liked are, um, Louis Giglio's, his sermon was called, I'm not okay, but Jesus is. And then the second one is, um, life is hard, but God is good. And the third is it's okay to freak out. And I will literally watch these three. I'm not, I could probably just spit it out, um, word for word. Cause I watched them so many times and it, you know, I, I, I watch them like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to give him my life. And something happens. I'm like, nah, I'm still going to do my way. You know, I'm still going to do my way. So I'm really not fully living by faith. And that was kind of the problem is that I, I started going to church last year again, found an amazing church passion, as you know. Um, but you know, I, 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 I go almost all the way in and then come back out. And I did that so many times this year that kind of one of the biggest things I learned also that I told you is their blessings in disguise because my dad always used to say like, whatever's happening, God is either trying to tell you something, show you something, or um, if you can't change your circumstances, he's trying to do something within you. Right. And that was for me this year. Um, I, is my faith. I would just not give him the control. And I, it's so interesting. Now I look back on that very defining moment and I'm so happy. Like I, 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 that was, I just cannot tell you. I think that was the most difficult time, harder than any grief that I've experienced from my friends going through depression and anxiety and being in that hole that I was in for months and weeks. Um, I look back and I'm literally like, I'm so thankful that that happened. Like, I just, I, if, if that did not happen, I would not know God the way I do. I would not seek him the way I do. I would not be living the way I do. And um, yeah, that was just for me, probably the most important moment time in my life and the biggest lesson, um, you know, situation that I will just kind of hinge my, you know, Ever, I guess my whole life from now on, you know? No, for sure. And I think it's so powerful that you talked about, yeah, like when you're in, there's nothing tougher than those periods, right, mm -hmm. of depression, anxiety that people go through. And I think because it's not just one event, it's really, it becomes yeah. everything in your life. It's almost like, I, I always like kind of equate it to like a black hole that's just like constantly just sucking you in. It's, um, it was, it was it for you kind of just, you know, little things here and there, here and there, and you know, you feel it, you fight it off because we're strong, you know, like we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're student athletes, you know, we're tennis players, we're like, like, we're like we're good, you know, we're mentally tough and we can get through this. So we think, oh, I can fight this. Like, this is nothing. I got this. Um, I'm playing individual sport. I mean, all athletes also, but, um, you know, just thinking, oh, like I can do this. Yeah. Like this is nothing. Like they, they say it's all in the mind. Like I got this tennis is a mental sport. And then you realize this is not, this is not the same. This is not the same. And just kind of literally just accepting that. That I'm was not the biggest thing for me is just to stop fighting it. I think, you know, yeah. and I think realizing, I think, you know, society with, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a big believer that I think, you know, you really touched on it as like what you surround yourself with is yeah. so important. And so you talk about those three podcasts that meant so much to you and manifesting yeah. what you write down. I mean, I think that is seriously for whoever's listening, the most powerful thing yeah. we can do is, I mean, I do it in a form of journaling, but I mean, I think yes. that is, you know, the same thing in essence, you know, is that just surrounding yourself with the truth and the thoughts and positive things. Cause what I think what we talk about is, you know, you go, you went through this really tough period, but the most beautiful thing in your life came through this period. Right. And, um, do you, and do you feel like, I mean, I'm sure I think at some point, I don't know, it's my belief that at some point any, anyone will find God, but do you feel like it's been at the end of the day, just this massive positive, that exact, that time that seemed like it couldn't have been any worse, but it, now it feels like there's, it couldn't have been any better. Actually, that's, you know, it's the blessing in disguise. Like I had to go through that. Um, 
it just so many moments were very similar to that, just never to that extent. Um, and I wanted to go back to the thoughts and, you know, like your environment, because like you said, as if anyone can take anything away from this, it's you can change literally anything you want. Like I've just been trying to understand that everything we know, we learned. So if you can become, you know, I'm not a mental health expert, I really don't know much. I'm still going through this, but if you can get really down on yourself, not even depression, you know, just being a very um, critical person, you know, um, negative and just hard on yourself, you learn that. So if you can train yourself to be that way, you can train yourself to be anything you want. You can literally be positive if you start. It's like, like, how do we learn words? You started, it's like when we're in school, we study, we write down words, we try to remember them, you know, we, we go back, we read and we, you know, type flashcards and note cards, whatever. So, you know, my, I think what I, I understand to me, what I really enjoy doing is, okay, well, what's the most important thing, you know, for your, your body, your, your mind, you know, that controls everything. So um, just putting way more time into that has helped. So I just, I look at all my notes. I didn't believe it, but I was like, I know it's the truth. I'm going to believe it one day and you just have to do it. And it literally changes things. Journaling, like you said, journal every day. I literally journal like five pages today, you know, just putting everything out on paper, especially people with anxiety. Oh my goodness. You know, it's like me right now. I just keep talking, talking, going from sentence to sentence, but because, you know, with so many thoughts and just putting it out on paper and seeing it from different perspective, it's so helpful. And journaling for sure, one of, oh, one of the top things you can really do. Absolute game changer. And I think what you talked about, you know, is like, we are products of everything that we've been through. Yeah. And it's, I mean, what you just said, actually, like, I mean, just opened so many, I mean, seriously, I, that's something I never even really thought about, right? Is again, we're not mental health experts, but I think there, we've learned a decent amount through these experiences that I think anybody can take. Um, and you talked about labeling almost, right? So like yeah. labeling experiences and how you manifest it. And so I think something um, for me, I think a really cool, like, I guess, theory, right, is that you are a product of the five people you spend the most, uh, your time, most time around. And I think that actually is, it's even deeper than that. It's not just the people, it's the five things that you read the most about, the five right. things you listen to. You see, what you see, or what you, what you behold is like what you become. Exactly. Is that right? Is what you see. Yeah, something like that. Whatever, whatever you see, whatever you're looking at the most, you're going to become that. Your mind is going to be consumed with that. You know, whenever you're not looking about it or at it, you're probably going to be thinking about it, you know? So just putting the, knowing that, or this is actually something that I do. I have an easy and a reset list. My easy list. So this is something that really helped me during a hard time is um, when I'm, I was so depressed, literally someday I literally, Patrick, this bag right here, I would not leave. I'm not joking you for sometimes more than two days. Stuck in my bed, just could not get up, did not eat, had barely any water. And my easy list is writing down, okay, well, how do I feel? What do I want to do? My reset list is how I feel, what will help me feel better. And, you know, after I do something good. So reset, you know, so my first thing is I wake up, I don't want to get out of bed right away. For me, I need to just jump out of bed. So my reset list is the first thing I do for that is to pray and let God give you peace and strength to start your day with him. So it's like, you're just like that, putting that out. And I wake up, I see this. So I'm thinking, okay, this is how I feel. That's what I want to do, but this is what I should do because I know it's going to make me feel better. And I just, I have to do it, you know? So that, that's just kind of an example of, you know, the things I write and what I see now, that's, you know, what I want to come. And that's, in so many ways how you grow I think because it I think of you know a really cool ideal is that um kind of you talked about it is when you when you do those things immediately in the morning is that you're living almost by principles rather than emotions mm -hmm. right because that's what we talked about what we control like I don't think you can you can't control your emotions right you're gonna yeah. feel a certain way about every situation but you've kind of I guess taught yourself and learned through these experiences like the principles that really help you get through your day and help yeah. you grow as a person and really 
I guess, attain fulfillment and happiness in your life mm -hmm. and stuff. And so what are, maybe if you could share, like, what are some of these principles that you kind of remind yourself when you start to go down, you know, a negative path that kind of help you? Because I think everyone is going to face that regardless of what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me rewind to, I think, August. Um, this is really important for me because this is kind of what started my, you know, journaling, like these things that I write, like how I kind of have learned these routines and habits that help me. Um, first, I started going to, going to my sports psychologist here at Georgia Tech. We have, she's amazing. I think everyone should have a psychologist. I don't care who you are. It's just great. I don't know why we haven't done this. Uh, people haven't done it earlier. Um, and one of the first things we did was a values um, card sort where you like look, I printed like seven pages, you cut them up, there's like 80 plus values and you sort them and then you get down to three. So the first, you're gonna like this. The first time I did this, um, my three, um, um, sorry, my top three values were God's will and purpose. So that's, you know, um, seeking and obeying God's will and then living a purposeful life, you know, meaningful, intentional life. So that for me is, um, trying to live out God's purpose for me. Second is love. When I think of love, I think of family, love my family. I'm obsessed with my parents. I call them seven times a day. Um, um, just, I want to give as much love as I can, as I humanly possibly can. And I also want, you know, want to be loved by those around me. And third, this is the first time I did it, mastery. Now for me, mastery. So I think the definition was be competent in your everyday activities. That is just my fancy way of saying, be a perfectionist, not possible. Something else I've learned. Nobody's perfect. We all hear it. Everyone says, oh, no one's perfect. No, literally no one's perfect. Nothing is perfect in this world. God is perfect. That's it. You know, um, whether or not you believe in God, you know, or any spiritual thing, nothing on this earth is perfect. And that's how it is. So understanding that was key. Um, but I, I did those three. And then I remember that week I was talking to my best friend, Kenya, my teammate, my roommate, who I was, you know, all American with this ring. Um, she was, we were saying something and she goes, yeah, Vicky, you're a perfectionist. And I remember, so I wrote that value down. I was like, oh my gosh, it just something hit me. And I was like, I don't want to be known as that. And I'm not kidding you. The next, like that night I listened to your, um, like your podcast, but they, you were being interviewed. And, and whoever's interviewing was asked you, who are you? Like, who's Patrick Kutcher? And I don't, I don't honestly, I don't remember anything, but I remember the thing that stood out was process oriented. And I was like, I want to be process oriented. I was like, that is who I should be. You know, in some ways I am, but a lot of times with myself, I'm not. So then I did that again. Like I slept on it, woke up the next day. And the thing, the next, the value that I chose is growth. Like, this is where I need to focus on in this season of my life. So that was what it was. And the, the great, the reason I bring this up is because I think everyone should do this. Um, you know, I just, the, your values, I wanted to make sure, you know, what I'm doing every day, does it align with these things? And if it doesn't, then it's, it's not going to be a priority or, you know, I, I need to reconsider what this, you know, why I'm spending time or effort on this. Um, and then, so once I changed it to growth, I was like, okay, like, like this is, this is good. I was like, I'm going to be process oriented. So I just would tell myself, I wake up every day. I'll look at my values. I read them every morning. Like, um, when, when I'm going through my day, I need to remember these, you know, just, just I would take a picture. I would put it as my, my screensaver, you know, so on my, my lock screen. So I just see it. I'm like, okay, these are my values. Let's stick to those. Um, you know, another easy way to just, you know, simply see something, um, and yeah, so that you inspired me, you, you helped remind me like, hey, <laughs> trust the process. We hear that cliche freaking saying, we hear all these sayings, but when you actually break down things and you just like trust the process, okay, trust, well, just trust, where's trusting? Like you, you, you release your control, the process, life. It's a lot, it's, we're gonna, you know, it's just every day, is blessing and that's that's just part of it. One hundred percent. And I mean, when you say, I think the coolest part about that, first of all, like I'm so glad that that helped you at all. Yeah. I'm so glad that somebody took something from that. It, it <laughs> means the world. Many people do. 
but I think when people hear process oriented, you know, I think for athletes that can be like, uh, like that saying again, like, oh my gosh, I know, I, I know. all the time. Like, what does that mean? And you know, like straight up for me, I had been hearing that my entire life, never, never clicked. Yes. Never clicked, but when I, you know, there's been like a few things that just helped me really realize that, you know, and I think the first thing was this pandemic when it hit, right? And tennis was taken away from me. And finally I sat down and I was like, like, who am I? Like, I don't have tennis anymore. Like, right. like I think so many athletes have felt that. Um, Definitely. And I was like, well, I'm a lot more than just a tennis player. And that's mm-hmm. obviously, that's the base of what made, had me start this podcast. But I was like, what do I want to be known as instead yeah. of just Patrick, the tennis player? And so that was one of them because I feel like, you know, you hear people and I know me for sure. I was like, well, like, why, are, why aren't these results coming? Why aren't I getting the things I want in life? And it's because, well, obviously I found that God wasn't ready to show that to me. But at the same time, I found that it's because that's the beauty in it, right? Is what exactly what I'm going through right now is the beauty in what I'm eventually going to attain or maybe even not, right? And I think that's what I learned is that we're guaranteed nothing, we're owed nothing. But if you exemplified those values and you and you really realize that every single thing that comes at you is just an opportunity to grow and something to learn from, then, I mean, then nothing can really hurt you. And I think like you can't, yeah. you can't be hurt. And so I don't know. Um, love that so this just came to mind when I was when we started with identity so first of all last summer so in 2019 um, my coach from back home Mike Wolf um, he's a goat and he taught me how to be he taught me to be like the competitor there like he is just the grittiest toughest tough as nails um, coach ever guy everything but um, I remember last year I so my freshman year came in off the slams. Everyone's like, oh, she's going to do great. Literally ended up playing six. Hated tennis my first year. Wanted to transfer, not because of anything here, but, you know, just it was in my head. Um, you know, I was, I, it's just so interesting looking back. I was so negative. I remember texting, like, my friend Max Kurzman. He plays DC, and I was like, Max, like, I hate it here. Like, I can't do this. Everything's awful. He's like, like, bro, like, every time he responds, like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're looking at an amazing place. But when you're in that hole, you cannot see anything except the lies that you're telling yourself, right? So after that freshman year, really struggled. Sophomore year, had a losing record. Um, and I went back to him that summer. He always go back to your, you know, your junior coach. And I think one of the first things he said to me, like one of the first days I went back to practice was like, I'm not going to be out here if you're not going to be on a mission. He was like, I'm not hitting with you today come back tomorrow, tell me what your mission is. Um, I came back the next day. I said, I want to be an All-American. And I just said, like, I just want to be an All-American. He said, you sure? I was like, yeah. Just went to work and went from that summer. And ever since then, so that was June, 2019, every game at practice, I have kind of, you know, thinking of this process that I'm going through, going to get to, I, I don't want to say goal, but you know, just this, what I'm working towards. Um, and just, it's in the back of my mind. So I know that when I'm out there, this is my purpose. I'm not going to waste time. I'm on a mission. And I think that was really the biggest thing, um, that just helped me. I think also in a, in a, you know, more, I don't know, sports tennis perspective, um, because that's, that's like the same thing. So then when I have my values, you know, I know that what I'm doing aligns with what's most important to me. Um, and then going back to what you're talking about, your identity, like this year, um, when I think of identity, I always think of God, but when I think of God, he is just the answer to everything. <laughs> Everything's happening to me this year. I've, um, I don't know, identity, purpose, um, you know, confusion, pain, loneliness, trials, whatever it is. Um, he's like the answer. Like, it's just really it blows my mind because I'm so on fire for this, but I'm like, God is the answer to anyone who's listening. Um, because I also, when, when I lost the season, you know, I was thinking, oh, like this is time to go to work, you know, like mama mentality. I literally write mama mentalities on my shoes still. I'm, he's my idol. Um, and 
I was like, oh, I just need to work hard. Yeah, like I'm a tennis player, which is great. You know, great mindset. Worked so hard in the summer with my dad in Fort Dodge, Iowa, um, middle of nowhere. And I pushed myself so hard because I wanted to be so perfect and so good. And every time, you know, I couldn't get, you know, play exactly the way I wanted every single day, I'd freak out and just think, oh my gosh, like I'm bad. And like all these, like, I'm not good. Or, you know, like your worth. I know so many athletes who are listening and who have been here, been on here have been saying, oh yeah, when I practice, I would like have like not a good set or something. And, you know, I think I'm a horrible person. It, it's crazy how many, I'm sure every single athlete, anybody, most people in general, whatever the work you do, you, you don't do well at whatever it is, X, Y, Z. And you, and that hurts your worth or your identity and finding you God, but really allowing him into my heart, um, made me realize that anything I do on that court does not matter. Yes. It's important to me. I love tennis. I want to make a living out of it. But once I step off the court, that is not me. I'm a tennis player on the court. I'm a tennis player there. I'm a captain. I'm a teammate. I'm a student, student athlete. But when I come home, you're Vicky. And your worth is not, you know, has nothing to do with whether you won or lost on the court or you hit 19 cross court forehands and you missed one and you freaked the heck out. Like that has nothing. It's really crazy how we put so much emphasis on like things that we do really almost well. And we're like, oh, well, I didn't do it, you know, exactly how I wanted. So I'm just not good enough. Like it's really crazy to look back and think, I'm sure everyone has those moments where you look back and you're like, oh, that, it's actually okay. Like, I don't know why I freaked out. It's so relatable because I think there's, I saw this unbelievable tweet from Marquise Godwin um, mm. in the NFL, right? Where he talked about, Amazing. yeah, he talked about there's 23 hours or there's 24 hours in a day and you can have 23 hours and 45 minutes of an amazing day, but people still somehow find a way to let those, those bad 15 minutes yeah. on the rest of their day. And it really is such an important point because I think something I've done, I think naturally people want to look at the negatives. That's how our society is. That's yeah. really what we've been taught um, is because right. people, when people think getting better, you want to look at what you're doing wrong. Right. right? Instead of what you're doing right. Exactly. But we're really doing so much right. And people can take so much confidence from themselves as people from that right like seriously like every day like if you go and you open the door for someone like take you can take confidence from that like that's you being a good person and like right. good things come to great people I really believe that and so I think that point that you just talked about is so important for athletes people parents other sister girlfriend anybody right that you right talked about and it goes back to your purpose. And mm -hmm. it's if you are, feel like you're doing the things each day that are leading you towards your purpose and like why you're doing them. Yeah. And I feel like you can be, you can be content at the end of the day that you work towards. Right. Purpose. For sure. Um, something I wanted to say though, I don't, this came to my mind. Oh, just, you know, oh, um, you know, congratulating yourself for the very small things. When I was um, getting out of my, most depressive episode ever um when I was suicidal and I would I would I remember the first day I really just got up one day and um I just got out of bed and I was like well this is great I just went to go brush my teeth I was like I was like hell yeah I was like look at you go I literally like looked in the mirror and I like give myself a high five I was like good job and the more I would just say good job or hey like that was great or you know just recognize congratulate myself for the smallest things it makes the biggest difference because now everything I think of um you know everything I reflect on is naturally for the most like you know getting there really training myself to look at the positives so when I practiced today or yesterday um just what did I do well you know not in before it's really you know everybody has it you know Oh, how is practice? The first thing you think of, well, this point, you know, uh, I should have went, you know, lying, you know, I went across or something. Um, that, that's just, it's just so interesting. Like, that's just not what we should be looking at. Cause then you automatically start looking at all the, you know, all the negative or not as good things that you were doing when really you were doing great. I think like 
what you did is, you know, basically to start to manifest the great things that you yeah. do. And I think for me, a really cool way that I think anybody who's listening can really begin to do that if you feel like that's something that you're, I guess, suffering from, right? It's like looking mm-hmm. at labels. Is every night I do this thing, it's called uh, a positivity journal. And so I yeah. write down 15 things I did positively that day. Okay, it's going to sound like so many. You're going to be like, 15 things? I don't do 15 positive things every day. Like, right. And that is totally what I said. For me, the first couple times I did, I was like, like, I didn't even do one. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, I don't even know. Um, but it is I love this. thing because you'll begin to really see, you begin to grow confidence because you're like, wait, like that was good. Like I right. need to do more of that. And you, you begin to learn and grow. And so part of it too is I also write two areas for growth and two lessons learned, but I don't do those until, until you've seen the positive, right? Because I think yeah. it's so important is to see those before others and so i don't know if that's something could help people but it's definitely for sure journaling y'all whoever is listening just grab a freaking use your notes in your phone write your feelings out like whenever people tell me they're going through something i honestly just say can you just write it out before you even tell me just put your feelings out so you can see it um and speaking of journaling like matthew mcgarnhead you know i heard about his new book um i remember i think he was having an interview with jay shetty also like my idol um he was saying like we always go over a diary when things are hard like so-and-so broke up with me oh my gosh just between you and me you know this is so hard and he said that when he was in his early 20s he was looking at like okay well when I need to write when things are going well so I know I know exactly what I was doing who I was with you know what I was doing why how everything so you know like I look back I you know it's like I look back what did I do last week I had a great week okay, I, I, I know you get a journal good night. Okay. This is what helped. Let me try to do this. You know, it's so important to just take note of, you know, those things, like you said, you know, writing them down to remember. So I just love that you said you write 15 positive things. I do five, maybe I'll get to 15 like you, but I always do five every night. Um, or I just write five good things, you know, like something that was nice to happen or something I saw like I saw a boy give his girlfriend flowers you know made me happy something like that to me is really great and um I started to do um last December 20 December 30 2019 I started a gratitude journal so every morning I wake up I had to write three five things I'm grateful for it started out obviously kind of not apathetic, but you know, just you kind of get, once you've done it for a while, you get in that habit. But eventually it got to the point where I wake up like now, like yesterday I woke, I woke up this morning, you know, this morning I was just like, God, God is so good. I'm like, the sun is shining. I watch every sun, um, sunrise. Um, you know, he got me up today. It's a new day. I can start new, you know, just saying something like grateful. I'm grateful that the sun came up, you know, just starting as simple as that really helped me to appreciate the little things and practicing gratitude as I as I told you for me is the, probably the one of the biggest things um you just you realize that you know there's a lot of problems yes we go through hard things there's so many things going on in the world but there's so many little things to be grateful for and like they say like when you're actually truly like fully in the moment so grateful and your heart is blowing gratitude you cannot be stressed because you're so, um, you know, you're so overwhelmed with this happiness and this joy of, wow, like, I I can breathe, you know, I, I literally have, like, speaking of this year, right, you know, how many people have passed away from COVID, you know, like, my parents um, went through it, and they were saying, I've, I've never gone through something so torturous, can't, can't even breathe, like, that is something we take for granted, and my dad was saying on Thanksgiving Day, he was like, we should just try to be thankful every day, like, God gave us a breath, I think people, um, oh, this is so good. It's for my devotional the other day. Um, it's talking about whispering that it's like, it's like a breath. It's like, you know, not from your vocal cords and God breathed Adam to life, right? Like he created him from, like, in, like as a whisper, right? So create everything with that. So the, the, the breath is literally one of the like most amazing blessing that God gave us. Like he gave us the choice to take a breath whenever we want. So this is something my, he's the men's tennis trainer, athletic trainer, Corel. Um, 
love him. He was telling me that like that, like, it's just like one of the greatest blessings, you know? So when I'm having an anxiety attack now, like I told you on Monday, literally this Monday, I don't know what day that is, 20 something, had a presentation with my team. I saw the slides coming up to my part. I turned my camera off, turned my mic off, laid on the floor, fetus position, literally started to like hyperventilate. Um, I used to never have problems speaking. I clearly speak a lot and I never shut up. Um, I'm fine, you know, and I literally had to lay down and I, I thought like, I just could not breathe. I started to cry. I started, I felt my arm shaking and all you can focus on, like, you know, your head spins and people who have had anxiety attacks know that all you feel is like the tightness in your chest. Like you, like you're literally, I was literally gasping for air on the floor on Monday. That lasted probably 20 seconds or 30 seconds max because now I've learned that when we have the panic attacks it's actually just it gets it's literally just breath it just goes back to the whole breath thing you know we were breathed to life we have the choice to take a breath I literally think okay take a breath just start there and eventually I'll 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 feel and you know kind of feel my um my chest go in and out and I'm like oh yeah there's my breath I'm actually okay and then eventually, probably it took me about two minutes. I just started breathing. I go slowly in and out. I prayed. I said, God, freaking help me. Just please. I like you. I praise him. You know, he's helped me through everything. I, I just ask him for help because that's, you know, boasting in our weakness. Um, I don't know what verse that second Corinthians 12 verse 12 verse. Nine, I don't know. Um, you know, I boast in my weakness, right? Because like his grace is sufficient for us. When I'm on the ground, literally this week, knowing I can't do something, I know now that his power, I have access to his power and he can help me there. Like I knew that that was just, like as soon as I was on the ground, I was like, you know what? No, God can help me, you know? And going on a tangent here, but going back to like the spring, when I was playing tennis, the first times I had like real panic attacks. You know, we all have anxiety. We all get worried about things. Um, I personally never gone through it until January or something. I was playing, um, literally playing a dual match, Patrick. We had a double header. I'm not kidding you. I remember going into the tennis center that day. I told my teammates, I felt like, um, I experienced like deep, de realization. Like I literally felt like I was in a dream. I was like, guys, I, I don't even feel like I, I feel like I'm like not here. I told them that. I'm hitting with Kenya and I'm like, bro, I don't even, I'm not even looking at the ball. I don't know what's going on. And I played doubles. We won. I started to play my singles and I just like was, I literally, all I could focus on did not hear anything. Didn't even hear the sound of the ball. It's just, oh my gosh, I can't breathe. And I, I told my coach, um, our volunteer assistant, he is the most important person that helped me honestly through last year. He was like, he talked me through the whole thing. He said, you know, Vicky, he's like, you're having a panic attack. I was like, oh my God. He, oh my gosh. I was freaking out. And he goes, he's like, no, it's okay. He's like, you're just having a panic attack. So, so calm, so calm. And just goes, you, you can't fight it. Like you said, you just, you can't fight it. The more you fight it, the worse it gets. It's like quicksand. And he said, you just have to let it just, you, you just have to deal with it. You know? Um, so I literally played a match where after every single point, I would turn and I said, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to be all right. I was hyperventilating. Literally cry I'm crying. I'm literally, one I went first at 6-0, I'm not kidding you, bawling my eyes every single changeover because I was like, I'm going, I literally said, I'm going to die. <laughs> I go, everyone has an anxiety attack. They think I'm having a heart attack. My coach literally told me, he said, the first time I had a panic attack, I went to the hospital and told them I'm having a heart attack. And they said, you're having an anxiety attack. You're fine. Like, that's how it felt. He was like, I don't know how you did that. He's like, I would shit my, shoot, sorry. I would poop my pants on the court because like, I don't, I just, that's the most difficult thing to go through. So what literally helped me there was talking to myself, not listening to myself. Right. That's, I, I knew that if I just said, it's okay. It, like I would believe it, you know, and breathing <laughs> the breath, talking to myself. And then third thing I did, I prayed. I prayed every single point. Literally every point, I look at my tattoos. I have a lot of tattoos and I say, 
okay, just trust in the Lord. Like this one's my Proverbs um, three, verse five through six, trust in the Lord. I'm like, just trust him. Like I, I would say, um, Jesus has got you. I would say that I was like, God's got you. I'm bouncing the ball to serve every point. God's got you. So I was just telling myself the truth. Right. And it was hard in the moment, but I knew that was true. Um, and then eventually, so we had to do, do double header or, or no, double header, had a break, played the second matches, played doubles again, still going through the same thing. Went to my singles match. Um, it got to the point where I had to go take a bathroom break. I literally went in the locker room, scree- I just hyperventilated, lying on the floor. I've, I've never felt anything like this. I honestly thought I was going to die. I literally was like, this is it. I was like, I'm going to effing die. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm freaking out. My first time really having that. And I was like paralyzed, you know, because you're just so focused on, holy crap, like I'm suffocating. Like someone's like, no yes, idea. like literally someone's like on my, like has their hands on my neck. And that was the first time I was like, wow, that's, that's an anxiety. Those, I had multiple anxiety attacks. So once I went through that, I realized that, oh, well, that's how people feel. Like these are the strongest people in the, like it's that, you know, you know, like to fight your own self and try to also get yourself better. It's, I respect everyone who's ever, you know, dealt with any mental health issues. Like those are just strong people, you know? It's everything. You kind of talk about like any mental health issues, you know, we talk about how strong people are to go yeah. through all these physical issues in life, right? Yes. We talk about mental health. And I, in, in more, I think in many ways, they're one, they're two separate things, but they are one and the same because it's like, as athletes, we maintain our bodies all the time. We're stretching, yeah. we're doing things like that. But what right. we're doing drinking healthy, a healthy drink right now, you exactly. know? Like, you know, like everything we put into our bodies, we are, and anybody, right? Not just athletes, but yeah. we're always watching. But are we watching like what we're putting into our own heads? It's mm-hmm. the same thing, right? And it's the comparison. And I think what you said about breath is amazing because you know what i mean unless you're having like a very serious illness or something like that like yeah. you can, that's something to always be grateful for and something right. to always go back to and i think when- even right now let me just pause i'm sorry i gotta cut you off i was talking i don't know what he was earlier i like my pit started sweating like i just started getting nervous i felt my heart rate and i just was like just stop take a breath and i said god please help me you know just just let i want you to work through me, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know the answers, but I know you do. So help me, you know? So just, I literally did that when we're speaking, but it's because I've done that so many times that it's almost getting, you know, I want it to be supernatural where it's just automatic, like nervousness, worry, you know, freak out, <sighs> take a breath, pray for me. You hopefully I want everyone to find God because, oh my gosh, like if you know, Jesus, I mean, I don't even, I don't have words for that, but, you know, just take a step, um, take a breath and then just have your stillness for 10 seconds. It just, it's so crazy how important, like just being still is. Cause that's the number one thing that people as humans, we struggle with is being present, right? Cause we're always on the go, always on the go, always trying to do something. And when we actually take more time to be still, we're able to be more present when we're, you know, going through our busy lives. It's the first thing every psychologist will tell you is breathe like count your breaths every time and the I think they tell you that and not a lot of people understand why but that truly is why is because you can't be anywhere else but where you are right now and yeah it's so cool that we everything we're talking about continues to come like full circle right to where you're gonna have the struggles you're gonna face them everybody faces them but I think the biggest thing that we've talked about is don't fight them because they're natural. Them. Happens to everyone. Acceptance leads to peace. Exactly. Like you cannot have peace. So I actually did a values card sort this morning because I was like, oh, I'm going to see what it is now. The third one went from growth to inner peace because I think, you know, I think I'm getting the process oriented mindset like Patrick had to touring. I was like, yeah, I could do this. So mine is inner peace now because I've been having a lot more anxiety. I just realized I had a panic attack this week. That's okay. That happens, you know? Um, and yeah, just, it's, I just cannot stress how much, you know, these like few little things that seem very simple, right? You know, they're like, oh, just like talk to yourself, you know, more positively. No, seriously, try to take note of every single thing you say, write them out and think, 
and, and you know, replace them with, okay, what, what should I say? And just repeating those things over and over, like it's just makes a difference. And that, exactly. That's the point of the podcast, right? Is to really make people realize that, you know, these are huge topics that aren't spoken yeah. about, like how you're feeling every day, mental health, but the solution, and I mean, there's never a solution. Everyone <laughs> is different, but there are solutions that that work for you. Things that help always. And those truthfully, I've, I've rarely met someone where it hasn't made all the difference. Yeah. You're never going to meet somebody who says like, Oh yeah, journaling didn't help me. Or just, um, you know, uh, talking about my feelings didn't help me. Or for me, it's like prayer. I was in church. I remember Louie goes, you never regret when you pray. Like you're just never like, have you ever regretted when you pray? No, you know, just you, it's just interesting, you know, how we, we kind of refrain from doing a thing that, like, we never regret doing those things, so why don't we do it more, you know? Absolutely, I think there's a really cool quote that I read, and I think in a book that I was reading recently where it said, it's just as easy to not do those things as it is to do them, always, right? Like, it may be like, yeah, like, waking up and just writing down five things like you do like it sounds super easy but it's also just yeah. easy to just walk out the door stay in your mood yes and go out but it can really lead to a different day a different mindset and yes you know, for really- sure the mindset it just it takes you to another place of appreciation um that you can't get without you know stopping to literally um you know, focus on what you're grateful for, like what you actually have. I mean, that's, you know, for me, the reason that started is like where I've told you, I've lost so many close friends and being so young um, for most of them really shaped number one, um, how I strayed from God. Cause I was so confused, you know, when you're young, I mean, naturally you're going to be like, Oh, everyone says God is so good. Well, why do bad things happen? That took me so long and now I understand, but, um, you know, we're in an imperfect world, so that's okay, right? Like, things happen. God's in control. He doesn't always take control. I think it's a really big thing. Um, and, yeah, I just, it's really, when, when you lose people, you actually understand that life, your life can be gone when you walk out the door. I, I talk about this all, all the time. And people are like, oh, that, that sounds like morbid. I'm like, it's not. That's reality. That's just, that's the life we live. Um, you know, the physical, you know, life here, this place, you know, before we get to heaven, you know, it's, 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 um, it's limited and that's fine. That's how, that's how it is. There's no changing that. So um, that's why I started doing that. The gratitude journal is like, well, I don't want to waste a second when I'm here clearly that I did it in a, a good intentional way. I led to me being very burnt out, but you know, I know that I was doing the right things. I just have to take more time to be still, but that really just shaped that's those like losses. My, the deaths of my friends have shaped me so much. Literally. I don't even more than anything, honestly, because you, you understand that all the things that we most of the time that we commonly you know freak out about or worry about just don't matter like honestly when you are on your deathbed and somebody's you know talking about like you know what they love about you or how you know the amount of times I've done this you know what what you're gonna miss they're you know how you treat people um how you know help somebody during moments you know how you loved um you know just things that are just not, you know, materialistic or, um, I don't even know, you know, just not stupid stuff to me, you know? So, um, that's really what helped me and with, um, like, so then bringing that to like social media, for example, I love Instagram, freaking love it. You know, I post, I post like five things a day, but it's because I love to just share what is so helpful, helpful for me and what I think can at least help one person kind of the same thing, right? It's, I don't, I have so many, I don't know how many people see my stories, thousands, right? I just want one person to literally see it and be like, oh, like that really helped me. Cause that's what happens to me. I, I follow, you know, pages that are very good, you know, for helping me understand depression, anxiety, motivational, inspirational, whatever, because I, you know, that's, I want to become what I behold. So 
like I'll read one thing from any page. I'm like, oh, that really helped me. So I'm like, well, that I'm that one person that that one page helped out of everyone. So I want to do that, you know, because it's just that ripple effect. So because of those, you know, me losing people that were literally family to me um, made me realize that, oh, like I can, you know, this is temporary, but I can still help people while I'm here because it can be gone like that. And that's going to be okay. positivity love spread like wildfire in my mm-hmm. opinion and if, if you surround yourself with them like we talked about prior then it'll manifest in yourself and it'll all come to fruition you know yeah in my mind and through each of the tools we've talked about today i mean prayer for you um the writing down the five positives manifesting things that you think about yourself that you talk about um i mean i I seriously we we went through countless that i think just one of them if someone could pick up just one of them like you talked about just one person then it makes all the difference because who doesn't want to make an impact or love the person next to them or copy there really quickly because you just mentioned yeah we talked about a lot of things whoever's listening you might be overwhelmed because there's so many things he said when Patrick, like we were talking about, I was going to be on here and he asked me a few things. I was like, I got overwhelmed in the most, you know, her great positive way. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I want to talk about, you know, because I've learned so much, but it started just taking, doing one thing, like just me getting up from my bed, writing one sticky note. I wrote one, put it there. I read it, went back to bed. I did one thing. My Scott, um, our strength coach, literally like my second father, he's also someone that helped me um, the most during this year, everything. He literally just told me one foot in front of the other. Just literally, Vicky, just, taking, um, just one step in front of the other, you know? And, but just go, this is something really important. I'm sorry, I'm just literally going everywhere. Um, when people ask me, what was my the best part of my year because everyone you know naturally goes oh you were all american you get you know you were leading the team and and wins and you were number six and what all this all this stuff you're playing number two every time people ask me what were your what was like the best part of your season i always say the travel days you know like when you travel on thursday typically right you go with your team um you practice that wherever you're going you're away they're away school that night play that team friday right afternoon usually and then stay there that night, Saturday, fly out, typically for us. Um, and for me, what I said was, it's those Saturdays when you haven't practiced with your team, you're at other school, and you're just, we just enjoy each other. I, I have so many memories. I remember every single day, like, perfectly. Just, you remember those moments, you know, the people that you're with, the people you surround yourself with, your team, the things you felt, the, the things that people made you feel, and how you were as a person. Like, people, I'm not going to remember I mean, yes, I'll remember some great, you know, matches or moments, but at the end of the day, when you leave, when we're done with college, people care about anything you do, when, when, you know, I don't care what the hell you do. They care about how you treat people. And that is the most important thing. And you can never, it's the same thing. You never regret, you never regret being kind to people. Like you were never going to say, oh, I, you know, I wish I wasn't, you know, as nice as the person, like you're always going to, um, you're just never gonna regret that, you know? Never. And like we said, it's just as easy to do it as it is to not, right? And so just remember that and ask for anyone listening is that everything that we've given today is that it may seem minuscule in some ways, it may yeah. seem tiny, but uh, they're huge things and they can make a huge impact in your life just as they have ours. And right. I would really. Hey, you can do it. Exactly. Whoever is listening, you can freaking do it, man. Like, you got it. Reach out to us. We will be your biggest fans. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I think, you know, that's probably one way where we're so similar is just helping people yeah. is just the most important thing. And seriously, for anyone listening or for anybody that ever listens to these, I think, you know, yeah, like never be afraid to reach out for anything. Yes. You know, another thing that was so important is just getting the help. Never know what somebody's thinking. You just, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, usually, I'm going to be honest, usually I have a way of closing out podcasts and these things, but 
I feel like we've gone through so much that I, I know like, we've been talking for so I don't know a better way to close it out than just saying thank you so much for seriously for everything you said and you know I'm so grateful that you came on here and I truthfully feel like there is something for every person out there in this podcast and like I am just ecstatic for people to be able to listen seriously like no, I am very grateful. Honestly, Patrick, thank you so much. Our friendship means a lot. I know we just kind of started getting close. Shout out to Brad or whatever. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, seriously, Patrick and I, we send each other like Instagram messages or just a random text every week. Just say, hey, I'm praying for you. Have a great week. That honestly makes the biggest difference. So the little things are what's important, right? When we talk about athletes that are like, oh, what are the, you know, what do the champions do best? Oh, they do all the little things, right? That's the same thing in anything you do in life. Do the little things, you know? Tell someone you love them every night, you know? Let them know how good they're doing. And just very little things, like, honestly make the difference. That was the truest thing ever. And with that, we have finished the episode. And <laughs> thank you, Vicky. That was seriously amazing. And I can't wait for everyone to listen. Thanks so much, y'all. I hope you guys will enjoy this.